you have your Bibles, turn with me to Matthew chapter 11 today, whether you have it in a print or in a digital form. And uh, we're going to take a look at God's Word. And it is good to be back at Calvary. Um, Our family spent the last two weekends away. Two weekends ago, we had the privilege to uh, worship in Charlotte, North Carolina at Elevation Church with this guy named Dan Schmalls. Do any of you remember Pastor Dan and Sarah Schmalls? And uh, yeah, you can clap. He won't know. Um, But... um, Good friends who we served on staff here. They were our worship pastor for about five years. They're doing great, and uh, it was so good to see them and their girls. And then uh, we're able to spend uh, the last week in Florida and uh, just had a, a really nice time away. But it's so good to be back. And uh, But what's cool is not only were we away, but we were actually here with you by way of the Internet, which is just a cool thing, was able to worship here with you. So Rhonda and I know if you were here last week or not. No, not really, not really. But what I do know is that the last two weeks, you walked through Death Valley with some pretty powerful messages from God's Word, didn't you? Thank you, Pastor Bill, and um, good, good word. And um, I want to talk to you today uh, about a subject that I think is just very timely, not only because I felt like it was something that the Lord was speaking to my heart about. And and sometimes I had a, a mentor years ago who said to me, when you preach, There are times when you preach from where you are to where you want to be. And that is is very clearly uh, how this has played out in my life for this week's message. And then we'll do a second part of this next week. Today we're going to talk kind of about the what. Next week we're going to talk very practically about the how um, to do what we're going to talk to you about today. But I, I think this is timely not only in my own life personally... But for many of you, this is uh, a season where there's, there's transition of some kind because we, whether we like it or not, are at that point in time where we're going to start wrapping up the summer, aren't we? It's back to school. It starts to be the fall. And for some of you that are parents, this is the most blessed time of the year. Amen. And uh, in other ways, it's, it's sad. It's always bittersweet. It's always this, this unique time of transition in some way. And so as life changes, I want to talk to you today about the subject of rest. Here's just a, a, an honest question, show, show of hands. How many of you have ever been tired? You ever been tired? I saw a picture this week and, uh, and saw it online and it made me think of this. This is a truck. What is it hauling? Can you tell there's a whole bunch of tires? Look at its license plate. What is its license plate? Can you see that? T-I-R-E-D, tired. It's kind of cute, huh? And when I saw that, I thought, that's what life is like sometimes. Not only do we find ourselves in a place where we are loaded down and we are carrying maybe even more than we can handle or we should, but it identifies who we are. We become that. It is our identity. And for this truck, its identity was this. It's tired. And for some of you, the feeling that you have today is that you are tired. And I want to give to you a promise from Scripture. It's actually an invitation and as, as you'll see today, and I want, you to, I want you to grasp this, it can be an invitation that catches you off guard. It is an unlikely invitation from Jesus at a unique time, and it may be that significantly for you as you're listening to this message today. Matthew chapter 11, and look, this is a very familiar passage of scripture, and I'm, I'm sure that more than a couple of times in the last years, I've, I've preached this passage before, but I see it from a bit of a different perspective today. And here's what Jesus says, Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. It's a good promise, isn't it? 
And I want you to recognize this, that in the midst of the busyness of life, and for many of you, a lot of you students, you're going back to school, middle school, high school, college, those things are going to pick back up here in the next few weeks. Parents, life picks up, and sports pick up, and busyness, and, and, and obligations pick up, and, and life gets us at a time and places where there's a pace. For some of you, you have things in front of you that you wish you weren't facing, and you can already feel how it's draining you. For others, there's exciting things, big things, new things ahead of you. And it energizes you, but it makes you weary at the same time. Grasp this. When life speeds up, take time to slow down and find rest. Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you, what's he say? I will give you. When life speeds up, take time to slow down and find rest. Now, I don't just mean like get a recliner and kick back. I don't mean quit your job and, and, uh, and quit your job. I don't mean that. In fact, next week we'll talk very clearly about how we find rest. That word, though, that's there that Jesus uses in, in the Greek for rest is actually the same word that we use. It's the root word when we, when we use the word pause, to stop, to take a moment, to slow down, to push the pause button on life. And spiritually, for your soul, I want to challenge some of you to do this today. Because your life is speeding up. And when life speeds up, you need to take time to slow down. It's critical and it's essential. So today I want to give you two truths for finding rest. Two truths for finding rest. And this is, this is key for us. Here's the first one, both from Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Number one, life requires times of rest. Life, every day. The things that you and I face, it requires that we find times of rest. Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. And what's interesting, when he says it, he doesn't make it sound like it's a bad thing. He doesn't make it sound like he's caught off guard that you might be weary or burdened. He says it like it's a fact of life. He says, look, where you are, how you live, what you do, you might find yourself weary and burdened. And yet for some of us, that would be hard to say. For some of us, that would be difficult for us to admit. We would never confess or we would never let anyone know that, yeah, I'm tired. Or, yeah, I can't do all this by myself. Because we live in a culture that's so prone to independence, to self-sufficiency. I don't need to rest. I don't need to stop. I can do this. I can make this happen. I have the strength of ten men, right? We think that way sometimes. But what Jesus says, without being caught off guard at all, he says, look, it is not wrong to need rest. And that's key for us to recognize. It is not wrong to need rest. He says, if you're weary, if you're burdened, come to me. The truth is this. All of us reach times and places where we feel weary, times and places where we feel a burden, and that's not wrong. In fact, the truth is this. If you are not weary, if you do not realize that you have some burdens, then maybe it's because you're not doing anything. Because <laughs> if you're doing something, if you're active, if your life is moving forward, then the truth is there will be times when you're weary, right? It's just the reality of life. It's not wrong to need rest. So what does Jesus say? He says, come to me, all who are weary and are burdened. What does it mean to be weary? Well, the exertion of life leaves us weary. It's just, it's just the truth. It's just how it goes. The exertion of life leaves us weary. It comes from our, our family. 
How many of you, by a show of hands, your family wears you out? No, 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 don't, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. I spent the last two weeks with my family 24-7, and they're tired of me, I am sure. This is how it plays out. And our families can wear us out. Unless you work here, your job can make you weary. Here, it's all sunshine and rainbows every day. It's, it's bluebirds and butterflies. It's just the way it is. But other places, I'm sure you get tired on your job. There's situations that we face. Many of you are in school or going back to school, and that drains us. Sometimes it's that unexpected knock, it's that phone call, it's that news that we didn't want, and it just literally can suck the life right out of us. And then for others of us, it's just the mundane. It's the everyday, day in, day out. And we become weary in the life that we live. And that weariness can come from good things. That weariness can come from things that we wouldn't classify as good. But here's the bottom line. And, and, and this is reality. Just, just grasp this. What comes out of you depletes what is inside of you and must be replenished. So what you give, how you live, what you do, what comes out of you has the effect of depleting what's inside of you. Isn't that true? You get to a point where you're like, have you ever just had the feeling like my tank's empty? And that has to be replenished. This is, just, this is just reality. This is just how life is. What comes out of you depletes what's inside of you. And it must be replenished. There are those times. You ever had those times where you just go, I just got to catch my breath for a minute. And it's just the reality of life. So Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary. He also says this, come to me, all you who are burdened. Or I think the old King James says that are, that are heavy laden. And that word for burden has the idea behind it of a pack that a soldier would carry in those days. And he would pack up that, that pack to go out on his mission. And depending on how long the mission was and what the mission was, would determine how much it was that he carried. And he carried this because it, it was what he needed for what he was responsible for, for what he was called to do. It was the burden that he carried. This is, this is my uh, backpack. And I've talked about this before. I, I take this backpack just about everywhere I go with me. My computer's in it. My iPad's in it. I got notebooks in it. I got papers. I got cords. I've got a pharmacy in one of these bags. I mean, it's just, it's, I've got all kinds of stuff. And I take this everywhere that I go because I don't know what I might need. And I always have it. We refer to it around here as the black bag. And, and I've had several over the years. I started out with one that was all black. And that was, we called it the black bag. And, and over the years, I've had ones that have been different colors. But it's always just called the black bag. Because there's several of our staff that know this. That if something goes in the black bag, there's a good chance that it will never come out of the black bag. This is Calvary's black hole right here. If you wandered in this some Sunday morning, we would never see you again. But it's just, I, I carry it everywhere. Why? It's kind of the burden I carry because of what I do. Because it, it, it's, it's got the tools that I need. It's got the things that I'm responsible for. It's got history of what happened in the past, and it's got ideas of where we're going in the future. This is, is an extension of me. And some of you, whether it's physical or not, you carry a burden like this as well. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's what you're responsible for. It's the reality of who you are. And sometimes, let's just be honest... The burdens of life are heavy to carry. Isn't that true? It's what we're responsible for. It's our family. It's that illness. It's that job. For some of you, it's what's ahead of you in the future. And you're stoked. But it makes your back tired sometimes. For some of you, it's your past. And you wish you could just set it down. But somehow it ends up back on your shoulders again. 
And there's these times when what we carry presses on us, and it's hard for us. We want to put it down. We want to stop. We want to slow down. And the reality is, and Jesus highlights this for us. He says, look, don't, don't ignore this. What burdens you presses on you and must be supported. you got to hold this up somehow. And I'll just be real honest, not necessarily this backpack, but some of the things that, that come with being who you are, that come with being who I am. There's times when you just want to put it down. Isn't that true? This is the reality of life. It's the world that we live in, and it's important for us to notice this. And Jesus says, when you're weary, when you're burdened, recognize that life requires times of rest. And I want you to get this. Don't, don't miss this, because if you're going to move forward in life, If you're going to live the way that God wants, our vision here at Calvary is life change, that we will be everything that God has in store for us to be. And understand this, in order to move forward, the journey of life requires consistent rest stops. In order to move forward, the journey of life requires consistent rest stops. And there's times when you you don't even want to, or you might not think it's necessary, but it's the reality of what you have to do. We drove over the last two days, we got back last night, we drove 1,100 miles from Florida back to Ohio. Anybody ever done those drives? And at some point, you're just like, I just want to be home, right? You're just, I just want to get where I need to go, and you're pressing on. And sometimes you just don't want to stop. But if your gas tank is just about empty, you need to stop, right? If your stomach is just about empty, you need to stop, right? If your bladder is just about, you, you need to stop, right? It's just the reality of life. You have to do that on every journey. There's times when you have to say, look, I won't make it if I don't rest. And what's true for your car and what's true for your body is even more true for your soul. And look, I know that what I'm telling you here is not rocket science. And it's not anything you didn't know. The thing is, there's a good chance that as you've thought about this, you've thought about it more for other people than you've thought about it for yourself. For some of you, the most important thing that you can do here today is to acknowledge that for your soul, you might need to push the pause button. I had a guy ask me after, after the last service, he says, is it possible that you could push the pause button for too long? And that's true. Because Jesus doesn't say in this passage, stop. What he says is rest. And next week we'll talk about how we do that. But don't miss this. If you do not rest your soul, you will restrict your life. God will not be able to do everything he wants to do in you. Your family will not have everything they need from you. Your future will not be what God created for it to be if you don't recognize that there are times for the sake of your soul And I would say consistently, I would say daily, I would say regularly that you find ways to push that pause button. Because if you do not rest your soul, you will restrict your life. Truth number one, life requires times of rest. Truth number two, Jesus is the source of true rest. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, he says, come to me, all you who are weary and are burdened, and I will give you rest rest it's pretty clear there where does our rest come from our rest comes from who (laughs) jesus however we look for it in so many different places well what do we mean when we say rest we don't just mean vacation we don't just mean a sabbath although those things are important principles for us to grasp what we're talking about here is peace we're talking about where do we find our value where do we find our purpose where do we find our our meaning in life where do we find true 
rest. And what Jesus says that's so significant is that it comes from him. But we look for that value. We look for that peace. We look for that rest in so many different places. Sometimes we look for it in other people. And we establish our our rest or our peace on who we're with, who we're aligned with, who we have a relationship with. Sometimes we, and and that's important, right? We need to evaluate our our friendships, our relationships, those, 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 those interactions that we have that are so critical in our marriage and our families and workplace. But that's not where we find our rest. Sometimes we determine our rest by what we do. By that vacation I'll go on, that will give me rest. By that hobby that I'm in, by my job, that's where I find peace. It's our experiences, but the truth is, that's, that's not where you'll find it either. Sometimes we look for rest and peace in what we have, my possessions, my bank account. But all of that falls short at some point. Sometimes we look for rest in our status, in who I am. What my business card says or what other people think about me. Even to the point that sometimes we find peace based on comparison. And I feel good about myself and where I am based on how I think I compare to you. And all those things are are important things for us to wrestle with in life. But the bottom line is, if those are the places where we think we're going to find rest for our soul, we miss it every single time. Jesus said, if you want rest, if your soul's tired, if you need peace, if you need to establish your worth and value, where does it come from? He says that you come to me. Those three words are pretty clear, aren't they? Aren't they? However... It's one thing to know it. It's a whole different thing to do it. Because we need to recognize this, that true rest is only found when we come to Jesus first. True rest is only found when I come to Jesus first. And at some point, as important as my family and my relationships and my job and my finances and my future and and my calling are, all of that, All of that just fades in comparison to how important it is that I have a right relationship with Jesus. That's where I find rest. That's where I find purpose. That's where I find value. Sometimes you preach from where you are to to where you want to be. So two weeks ago on Monday, as we were kind of starting our, our time away, I found myself on a Monday morning waking up and laying in bed and my mind going four million miles an hour. You ever had that happen? It's not just me. But my mind was going faster than your mind. <laughs> Probably not. You know exactly what I'm talking about. And I'm thinking to myself, I just, I just want to be on vacation. <laughs> I don't want to think about all this stuff. I did not feel any sense of rest. And then I felt the Holy Spirit drop this passage in my heart. Have you ever felt like God just kind of whispered a truth to you? Come to me, all you are weary. And burden, and I will give you rest. One of, the, one of the occupational hazards of being a pastor is that when you think about Scripture, you often think about it for a sermon and not for yourself. So when that truth dropped in my heart, I found myself laying there in bed, and I'm thinking, how could I preach that? I bet I'd get three, four points out of this. It'll be a powerful message. Maybe I'll write a book. Maybe Matt Hammond will write a song. You know, I mean, it's like you're, you're thinking all that stuff. And then I felt like the Holy Spirit said, Hey, Bozo, this isn't for Calvary yet. This is for you. And as I thought about that passage, I could not get past those first three words. That's what kept coming back to me in my spirit. Come to me. Come 
to me. Stop looking for your satisfaction in who you are and what you do. Stop thinking your, your focus is based on what you have or, or what other people think about you. It's not in your relationships and it's not in all those things that you put out there. You need peace, you need rest, you need value. You know where you find it. It's three words. It's pretty simple. Jesus says, come to me. It's this powerful invitation. And he says, look, if you need rest, I'm the source of true rest. If you need strength, I'm the only place that you're going to find it. If you're wandering through life and you're wrestling to try to figure out how this is all going to play out for you, here's what he says. He says, and it's really pretty easy, three words. He says, come to me and I will give you rest. And so as I was, as I was thinking about this, and next week what we'll do is we'll, we'll talk about how you do that. We'll get real practical because part of it is what Jesus does for us and part of it is what we have to do. And so next week, we'll, we'll, how do we apply that? How do we come to him? How do we live that out? We're going to go there next week. But as I'm reading that passage, later I took my Bible out and I began to read. And I thought, when did Jesus say this? What was going on? Why did he say this? And I realized that if I was reading that, and I've read Matthew chapter 11 many times in my life, but if I was reading that for the first time, when I got to verse 28, I'd go, where did that come from? Because he's not talking about being tired at all. He's not talking about needing rest at all. In fact, it it, it might be wise for you this week. Read Matthew chapter 11. See the context of when he said this. Understand what was going on here. Because it's really kind of fascinating, this invitation that he gives. And it actually kind of comes out of the blue. It comes out of nowhere in some ways. In Matthew chapter 10, the chapter before this, Jesus takes his disciples, the ones who said, Jesus, we will follow you. He takes, if you will, the church And he says, look, there are incredible things ahead for you. There's awesome potential that's there. There's a harvest that's out there, and you're going to go out, and you're going to be a part of accomplishing my will and my purpose. And he teaches them what that's going to mean, which is two things. Number one, it's awesome to think that God would call us and use us to do his work. And it's also pretty humbling. Have you ever been at a point where you say, God, I'm not sure I can do this? Anybody? And then, in chapter 11, after he gives them this challenge, in chapter 11, it says that Jesus goes out and he preaches and he teaches and he heals people. There's extraordinary things that are going on. This is all happening. And in the midst of that, while the disciples are going both wow and whoa, these dudes roll up. They're they're disciples from John the Baptist. Remember John the Baptist? We read about him earlier in the gospel. He was a true prophet. He was the one that God used to go out and tell people, this guy, Jesus, is the guy. He's the Messiah. He's the Savior. He's the Lamb of God. He's the one you were waiting for. In fact, Jesus says in in Matthew 11, he says, there's no greater prophet that's ever been than John the Baptist. However, at this point, in Matthew chapter 11, John the Baptist isn't at the Jordan River preaching. He's sitting in a prison, waiting for the moment when some crazy king is going to cut his head off, literally. He's going to execute him. And his disciples come and they say, Jesus, we've got a, we've got a message for you. It's from, it's from your cousin, John. And John wants to know, are you the one we've been waiting for? Or is there another one that's going to come? This is a message from the guy who said publicly for the first time, and now he's going, boy, I'm not so sure. <laughs> are you really the guy? Are you really the one that we're going to put our confidence in? And so you've got these moments of doubt and, and, I don't know, just confusion. To which Jesus then says, look, I can tell you what God has been doing. 
And he starts telling them about miracles, and he starts telling them about how God's working, and he starts encouraging them, and he starts not only speaking to John's disciples, but then those that are listening to him as well, to his own disciples, and he starts saying to them, there are amazing things that are happening. God is doing encouraging and incredible things in you, and he starts speaking to them a word of encouragement. Now watch the emotions and the actions here. You're going from calling to to confusion. You're going from doubt to encouragement. You've got all this happening in this moment. Then Jesus begins to speak to cities in their culture who are disbelieving what he's saying and he begins to speak hard truth to a culture of disbelief remind you of 2015 he actually if you read it there's strong messages of judgment and he calls things out and he says look if you don't turn from what you're doing and go back to who I am, you're going to, you're, you're going to be judged by God. It's tough what he says. From that then, he goes into divine revelation. He starts talking about biblical secrets that God is allowing him to communicate, and he wraps all that up with this thought of um, that he has all authority from God that God has given to him. He's all over the map here, but can you see what's happening? You've got Strong emotions for the good, strong emotions for the bad. You've got all this taking place. You've got people who are encouraged. You've got people who are struggling. You've got people who are experiencing great loss and tragedy. And you've got people who are seeing miracles take place. You've got all this happening. And in the midst of all of that, in the midst of all this emotion that's in this passage in Matthew chapter 11, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you get to chapter 28 where Jesus, reverse 28, where Jesus goes, come to me. All you who are weary and burdened. If you've got a great calling, you come to me. If you're experiencing loss, you come to me. If you've got doubt, why don't you come to me? If you've got incredible things ahead, why don't you come to me? If you are in a place deserving God's judgment, why don't you come to me? If you've been entrusted with a great purpose and even divine revelation from God, why don't you come to me? He says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Which is why I know that for some of you, this message is just for you today. Because some of you have wondered, God, do I have enough? Exactly. God, can I do what you've called me to do? God, I've suffered great loss and I don't know that I can do this. Some of you have actually had thoughts run through your mind that you would be scared to ever even speak of, God, are you even really there? God, do you ever really love me? Some of you have had to do some hard things because of your faith. Some of you have even been misunderstood. Some of you may be in a system Or you may be in a season where you feel so weary and you feel so burdened. And I want you to know that for you today, there is this invitation that Jesus brings from out of the blue. And he says to you, come to me, you who are weary and who are burdened, and I will give you rest. Two two quick thoughts that I think are just key for you to notice. The first is this, that it is possible to be right in the center of what God is doing and find yourself weary and burdened. 
Sometimes we are, we're quick to say, if, if I'm doing what God wants, then everything will be easy and everything will be smooth and everything will make sense. And this passage and the verses around it just prove this, that you can be right in the center of what God is doing. In fact, oftentimes when you are in the center of what God is doing, it means you're carrying something that can be heavy and you're exerting yourself in a way that can be wearisome. That's why that song that Matt sang today is so important for us to go, God, whatever you're doing inside of me, it feels like chaos, but Lord, somehow you can bring your peace. And I've asked Matt to to come back and to sing that chorus again for us today. Because for some of you, the timing of that is so significant because you need to come to him. And in the midst of this, recognize that Jesus pushed the pause button in the whirlwind of everything that's going on in chapter 11. Jesus just out of the blue pushes the pause button. You know, Matthew's the only one of the four gospels that records this statement because Matthew was standing there when it happened. He must have pulled out his, his smartphone. <laughs> says, I'm writing that one down. That was good. <laughs> and recognize this. That Jesus offers you true rest for the times when you need it the most. So would you stand with me? Um, whether you're here, you're in auditorium too, you're in the chapel, just stand. And here's what I want you to do. Um, I think oftentimes, if God's speaking to our hearts, and I know it could just be one person, that's okay. Oftentimes when God's doing something spiritual in our lives, that a spiritual reality requires a physical response. So I'm asking you to do something, nothing hokey, nothing weird, just three words. Jesus said, if you need rest, come to me. And so if as we've been looking at God's word today, there's been something stern in your heart where you go, that's me, I need rest, (laughs) I need peace, I need to find value, then I'm going to ask you to do this. I'm going to ask you to step out of your seat, and whether you're in the chapel, auditorium too, whether you're in, in this room, in the room that you're in, where you're at, would you come and stand at the front of that room? And we're going to pray together. Nothing weird, that's, it's just that simple. But if you say, God, I need to push the pause button in my soul today, and for the moment, I, I need your rest. As Matt sings this chorus, don't hesitate. Just come out of your seat. Just come and stand right down here. Move towards the center. And we're going to pray. Matt, would you sing that? And if that's you, would you just come and stand? Whatever you're doing inside of me. Don't talk yourself out of it. If God's stirring something in your heart, you say, God, I know that this was a word that I needed to hear today. God, I need your peace. Lord, I need to find my value in you. I'm coming to you for rest. Let's sing that chorus with Matt, whatever you're doing. time, God, whatever you're doing. explanation or anything but whether you're here at the altar or just wherever you're you're standing would you put your hand on the shoulder of the person next to you and sometimes the best thing that we can do in these moments you, you don't you don't need a name and explanation just begin to pray for somebody else 
just right now, would you begin to pray that God would give them rest, that God would give them strength. Speak words of truth, words of promise to them. Sing that I'm running. lift your hands to the Lord and now just in your own heart begin to say God I need your rest Jesus today I set everything else aside and I hold on to that invitation of three words come to me so Lord in this moment I come to you Lord you know where it is in my family you know where it is in my body You know where it is in my job. You know where it is in my past. You know where it is in my future. You know where it is in my school. You know where it is in in the wheels that turn in my mind. That I need your rest. And Father, there's times when I find myself weary. And there's times when I sense that I'm burdened. And Lord, I thank you for a promise that I don't have to deal with those things alone but that I can come to you today we come to Jesus and we hold on to a promise that says that I will give you rest so in this moment for our souls God we push a pause button And not just in this moment, but Lord, we ask that you would help us in every moment to recognize that you are the source of our strength, that you are the hope for our lives, that you would give us rest. Now, Lord, as we go from here, we ask that you would go with us. Lord, send us out walking in your special favor and your wonderful peace. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thanks for being here. Have a great week. We'll see you next Sunday.